0: did it not go there. there it is nice all right you primitive screwheads, listen up they're coming to get you barbara i ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. here's johnny vanity
1: definitely my favorite city <laughs> i am the devil and i am here to do the devil's work
0: the power of Christ compounds you this
1: is my boomstick. What's your favorite scary movie? What up, whoreheads, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts, I'm Daniel DeBona. And I'm David Uyua. And we are here this week to kick off our fantastic Fan Fest, uh, the second summer that we are doing this. Uh, I'm coming to you live from Fort Walton. I'm on vacation now, so the lighting's not the best if you watch us live. But uh, I'm here, and we've been gone a couple weeks. We had you some have. vacations. We had uh, your AC broke. I had a sinus infection. It's been a lot going on, but we're back now, and we're going to kind of bridge the gap between Sensational Slasher Summer and Fantastic Fan Fest with one that my very own mom suggested, and I sat down and watched with her last night. We're going to be talking Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, yes. And, man, um, this is definitely a movie uh, <laughs> that <laughs> is that, <it? laughs> that somebody made. Right? So, I mean, when we look at this movie, we get started, and we get the story of Christopher Robin, and his he eventually grows up and has to leave all his friends and well then they become serial killers uh, is is kind of so i mean what it, did this movie work at all for you dave did it ever scare you i mean tell me what you think about
0: it just kind of overall all right so it didn't work for me um <laughs> i was i was somewhat excited for this um because i am unusually interested in copyright law particularly as it um as it pertains to disney uh because right. you, can, you can actually and that's one of the important things about this movie is that in 2022 um winnie the pooh as written by a.a A. milne fell into um Uh, Shit, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, Uh, Public public domain. domain. Public domain. Thank you. Um, When that happened, anything that was Winnie the Pooh, but not Disney's Winnie the Pooh, became basically fair game for anyone to make anything. Uh, You can actually track the way um, the laws change for copyright with when Mickey Mouse's copyright is up. It's really Really? interesting. Yeah, you can track this uh, because it used to be a much shorter period of time for uh, for a copyright. And as that amount of time was about to expire, Disney would um, put a whole bunch of, you know, uh, legal people into action and get get it changed, like at the federal level. Right. So I was really interested in this because it's like, okay, they can't touch any of the Disney stuff. Right. So it can't be, you know, the Disney Winnie the Pooh stuff, but it can be the Milne stuff. And as a kid who grew up reading this stuff, I was very interested because as a, as a fan of Winnie the Pooh, not just as a child, but today, like I will flat out tell you that Winnie the Pooh fucking rocks. Yeah, right? um, I was excited. And as a fan of horror. I was also excited, right? Uh, this would be like watching a Batman movie that is flat out horror, because the closest we've come to it is Batman Begins, and <laughs> and I thought and I thought that was fantastic the way that they treated fear and the Joker and all, uh, not the Joker, uh, Scarecrow, uh, Scarecrow, thank you, and and all that stuff. It was fantastic the way it was done. So I'm ready for you know my my childhood to, as many people said, to be ruined. Right? I love that sort of thing. This was just bad, though. <laughs> um, I I very rarely get the feeling to turn movies off. It has happened before. Um, when it comes to Shiver, I never ever do this. Right. I always watch all the way through so that I can I can give a proper review and we can talk about the movie intelligently, even if the movie is not presented <laughs> in an intelligent way. <laughs> um, I thought about it. For this I was like man you know what if I just turn this off and just read a synopsis no one will ever know <laughs> and I decided not to do that but wish i had okay (laughs) yeah no i i'm with you
1: on the 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 fascinating idea of copyright law Mm -hmm. and then people taking these things i mean i've always been on board for this stuff i'm a big fan of the pride and prejudice and zombies book, uh sense and sensibility and sea monsters (laughs) you know like i i I always love that idea of taking this thing that exists and then and then altering it and, and kind of making it something very different from what the original was. Uh, and I'm also with you on the fact that yeah no this one uh, did not work. This was rough. This was a tough watch. Uh, there, there, there were there were a lot of things. I ended up kind of doing some some looking into the copyrights of how the different parts of Winnie the Pooh, fall into how this what they were allowed to use and what they were not. Right. From what I could best kind of ascertain today just the idea of Winnie the Pooh and his basic you know compatriots from the mm-hmm. original owl, rabbit, piglet and eeyore that fell out of copyright. Um right. from what I could tell from reading today Tigger um is a Disney creation addition to the A.A. A. Milne mythos.
0: So not uh, – he isn't a Disney creation as far as I can tell, but his first appearance was in 1928, so he is still protected by copyright. Okay, so bro, it's just and, that he showed up later. Right, exactly. So, um, I mean, he he didn't become like this powerhouse until Disney. Right. OK, so but yeah. so that
1: so so we don't get any Tigger in this movie, mm-hmm. um, which was disappointing. Uh, they and then it's also and I guess the way that we picture Winnie the Pooh and Piglet and stuff like that, the pink shirt or the red shirt, no pants, that type of stuff is the still copyrighted Disney version Of Winnie the Pooh. So we get Winnie the Pooh in Timberlands and overalls (laughs) and a plaid shirt.
0: Yeah. Um, We we get the uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 version (laughs) of of Winnie the Pooh.
1: Exactly. (laughs) Um, I mean, Piglet apparently was actually like part Warthog. um, Yeah, that was weird. The way that he grew up. I mean – there, there, I feel like there was a lot of potential here to have more fun with it, mm-hmm. and I feel like the biggest swing and a miss here is is the the shot that they didn't take, which would have been making something campy. I yes, I think that I think that the biggest problem here is they went with no camp they tried to make a straight up like texas chainsaw massacre like style slasher that was just supposed to be horrifying and and just gory and and it just it just didn't work like the fun here could have been uh you know little like a little silly catchphrase or just something there there there, there was potential here for fun to be had in this. But instead they decided to try to just go polar opposite mm-hmm. of Winnie the Pooh and make it really hardcore. And it just it didn't click. No. They 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 set up you know an, an interesting story and then just just like shit just kept happening that didn't make any sense.
0: And that is my biggest issue.
1: Like and and as we, as we get to the story and some of the characters and stuff, just every once in a while, we'll be like, wait, wh- how, Why? What? How was that possible?
0: I found that I hit rewind more than once, right, to find out how we got there, yes. wherever there was, and um, most times there wasn't enough of a suggestion, yes, to, to figure that out. Uh, sometimes there was, and it was something that I had missed because it was, you know dark or something like that and we'll, we'll we'll get to that but um you're right i think that to make this a comedy horror would have been immensely uh improved over what we got and and i think that that's part of this is that listen i i hate taking a dump on anyone's hard work right and, exactly. and whether whether or not we like this uh even whether or not it is objectively good or bad someone put a lot a lot of people put a lot of hard work into this so i i I hate dumping on a movie but that's what's gonna happen for the next you know hour and 15 minutes here yeah um it's it's just not good it it doesn't work nothing about it actually works and and you you've touched upon like already some of my my biggest issues here and 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 I think that you know we should just dive right in Let's and move it. on to you know the the first thing we always talk about which is story. So the story here was there any aspect of this that you enjoyed? Um once you say no, uh you can tell me <laughs> the issues that you had with the story. <laughs> I so uh...
1: I will say that when this movie very first started, I had a glimmer of hope that there was going to be something I enjoyed about the story because I did kind of – I did enjoy the concept of he left to go to school, and then they were left to their own devices, but they're, they, they, they didn't know how to take care of themselves, and so they essentially became feral. Mm-hmm. That is where my like of the story ended was just right there. It, it I you know and and none of that was even really the movie. That was just kind of presented in set. Yeah, that was presented in like it was like a set of sketches at the at the very top. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, you know, maybe there's some potential here. And but then after that, no. Just so many things. So Christopher Robin goes back to the 100 Acre Woods. He's taking his wife who's
0: like, I don't believe you, but I love you. And I believe. But is she his wife? Because we get conflicting information here. He says you're soon to be or we're soon to be um, like Christopher and whatever the fuck her name was. Robin. Right. And then later he calls her his wife. Correct. If you look at the Wikipedia, it says his wife.
1: Yeah. So that line
0: doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
1: And so, and then, you know, immediately they they come out of the gate and it's like, okay, nope, we're we're killing her and we're capturing you. And then it's like, all right, now jump into this chick who we get this bizarre B story about how she had to, her therapist was like, Oh, you need to get away for a little while. And even though when the credits rolled, what we got was newspaper after newspaper after newspaper talking about the creatures of the hundred acre wood or awful (laughs) things that were happening around there her and her friends still decide that renting a cabin there is where they need to go to have a relaxing getaway
0: um and and then just that 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 also you you're you're touching upon something because i listen it's both going to be bad so i'm just going to keep like (laughs) yeah yeah, plugging away here all right it seemed like in in that setup or it's like, all right, great. We're getting that like Texas chainsaw, like shit happens out here. Right. And like, you're going to get, they even stopped at like the, the, the roadside gas, the station. small town gas station, you yeah. Know, where you got the only guy who didn't speak in a British accent. <laughs> He's like some, some dude from like South Carolina. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Right. Yeah. And, um, And then he doesn't warn them. Right. It's like, when this movie was written, and it was it was written and directed by the same guy, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Reese. Uh, I was gonna say it's Reese Frakes, something. Reese Frakes. Uh, Waterfield. Some, thank you. Um, I was in the process of looking it up. Um, he knew what the tropes were because he had seen enough horror movies, right? But I have the feeling that maybe he he watched all of them when he was stoned in college (laughs) and couldn't remember what the trope actually was. He was like, Oh yeah, she's got to stop at a gas station. Right. Great. He got that. There's gotta be like the, the small town yokel who like kind of sort of helps her out, but not really great. He's got that. What does he help her out with? It's like that fucking left his mind. And he was like, no, no, we're just going to bump into some characters here that we're not going to see again. And I'm going to have to fucking like, Uh, Wikipedia to find out who the fuck these people are when I see them later in the story
1: (laughs) exactly and so so then so we get all that then we get this story of how there's like one of them who rode separately because she's always running behind or something she's the first one to meet her demise but then it's like they never
0: she's also like 10 minutes behind them yeah but
1: it's (laughs) also like behind is she they just never think of her again like they get to the cabin like all right everybody put your phones away no phones we're unplugging and it's like you, you still have a friend who hasn't made it right and so shouldn't you you know like be ready to check up on her or and just just everything about it i i was just thing after thing that didn't make any sense it was so weird and it was I don't know. I guess, you know, they were trying to – it's like, all right, well, we've got the one chick who's, like, really conceited, so she's got to take all her pictures for Instagram, and we've got the couple, and ooh, look, we're progressive, and we have a same-sex couple, and – but then it was just – I don't know. Like I said, this whole – the whole, like, little B storyline – about how she was so traumatized because of this stalker who broke into her house, which that might have been the scariest part of the whole damn movie. Yeah, was the fact that she had this stalker who was like, who evolved from Peeping Tom into actually coming into her bedroom and trying to undress her. But then
0: it's like there you was. You know some- what I was waiting for? Was <laughs> I was waiting for this guy to be like a serial stalker, right? To somehow have stalked Christopher Robin. And found out about these like imaginary creatures in his mind and then used it to torture him and then somehow stumbled upon her again.
1: Oh, there we and, go. And,
0: and so and so it's actually just him and another friend in uh in costumes. OK. And I was like, oh, man, like if that's where this is going, fucking fantastic. This is really cool. Of course, it wasn't. Of course, it wasn't.
1: Yeah. But- so, like I
0: said, but then
1: there was like this bizarre I don't know. It's like they expected me to think that her trauma from the stalker was the reason why she wouldn't just like get in the car and leave, mm-hmm. you know, like I, and I couldn't like I couldn't figure out how I was supposed to transfer her trauma from the stalker into the way that she was handling this situation <laughs> Other than the fact that she's like, oh, I've got a gun, and in one of the truly funniest moments in the movie that was not at all supposed to be funny, it's this quaint little girl who's like, oh, I've got a gun, and goes to her underwear drawer, and she's got the goddamn dirty Harry. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is that? I was expecting like a little pop gun, like, right. a, like a twenty-two or something. Here she comes with a fucking Desert Eagle, and yes. I'm like, holy shit! I I felt like uh like the yellow bastard in Sin City. I'm like, you can't even lift that cannon.
1: My mom, my mom immediately goes, "That's because that's what <laughs> she goes. She goes, that's what British people think all Americans own." <laughs> right, 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 right. And so just all of these things kept
0: snowballing and just just none of it made any sense and, and and let's go back to that about none of it making any sense i've only casually looked into how difficult it is to actually own a gun in england right my understanding is it is damn near impossible to own a gun in england especially a handgun Especially a handgun. Especially a handgun with the firepower to, like, blow off someone's fucking skull. Like, everything. Yeah. Right? So, like, I...
1: <sighs> <laughs> it's so... Because, yeah, that's... Immediately, that's that's my dad. He goes, I'm pretty sure in, like, England, you can only own, like, a long gun, and it's still a process to get it.
0: Yeah, like, you have to prove that you're going to use it for, like, pheasant hunting <laughs> yeah that thing would have turned a pheasant
1: into a poof of feathers and smoke <laughs> and so it like there and then i get that they're that that poo and piglet are you know supposedly these sentient creatures who learn to fend for themselves but who taught them how generators work
0: Or how cars work
1: or how cars work or uh, like not only how generators work. It's not like they just pulled the cord. Like, okay. I like they had this camp full of airstreams. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're going, okay. So they've, they've caught some campers and yeah, maybe some of them had generators. No, no, no. They had learned how to make their own electricity with an exercise bike. Right. Like, if being sentient is one thing, that's, that's higher level knowledge.
0: Like, (laughs) The the other thing is, like, if they are capable enough to create all of this, this right. little, you know, this, this, this little community that they live in, why did they have to resort to eating Eeyore in the first place? Right. It's only been five years. Are you to expect me to believe that they learned all of this in the four and a half years since they ate Eeyore? I mean, what the fuck is going on here? Because either they're smart enough and, and, and capable enough to get by on their own or they're not right. To, to me, that didn't make any sense. The other thing that didn't make any sense is, and, and I realized that they're presented as sketches in the style of Milne, which I appreciated. That's right. one of the few things I did actually, um, I'm not going to say like, cause I didn't actually <laughs> like it, but I did appreciate that. Um, they go from these, like, little adolescent, cute little creatures to these giant man-sized animals. Yes. Um, how does that happen? Yeah. Like, I, I, again, there's no explanation given. It's just like, well, this is what they look like now. And I, 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 I can't move past it. Right.
1: Yeah, this is it. This is a movie that fumbled the the suspension of disbelief bag, like really, really. Well, like right. I mean, just fumbled the hell out of it.
0: There's there's movies where like there's a degree of, OK, what well, doesn't really matter if that didn't make that much sense? Right. Because you're dealing in the realm of the supernatural or, you know, something like that. I think the perfect example for this and a lot of people disagree is uh, Halloween three. There's a lot of things that happen and you're like. But why? But they make just enough sense where you're like, OK, well, I can understand why someone might do that or why that might be the next thing to happen. Is it the most logical? Maybe not. But we're also dealing with fucking like wizards and magic. And right. Shit, right. I always go back to the Superman example. Right. Like you tell me that a man can fly because of the radiation of the sun and that he's got super skin and, you know, super this and super that. Fantastic. What makes him weak? exposure to the same you know planet that he came from great i can buy that don't break those fucking rules though right right if you tell me that these creatures are like these weird sort of like supernatural creatures that lived in a wood got you that they were these tiny little emaciated things when christopher robin left them great how now in five years have they become these gigantic monsters?
1: Yes, now they're now they're six feet tall. Now
0: now you've broken your rule because you didn't set a rule. You just kind of like shot your shot right especially and, and that's what i have a problem with
1: they, they tell the whole story about like how he grew up with them and he lived his whole life with them and they never you you've got to assume that five years ago when he was like on the verge of like grown man leaving for college that they hadn't become six feet tall and horrifying no. since he was still just hanging out with them so why was it that christopher robin was able to spend 10 years of his life with them and they still remained you know cute and fluffy, but then it was like five years of being on their own was just then then all of a sudden they shot up. Yeah, it's, it's all that type of stuff mm-hmm. that just that just constantly doesn't make any sense. And like, so eventually they start killing off all these girls. And sure, I mean, in just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, uh, just fashion, like right. Piglet chasing the girl in the pool.
0: That might have been the worst one that was so
1: god awful because just his little half-hearted swings down into the water until when all of a sudden she gets to the edge and just has to stand there and wait for him to catch up like sweetheart you're in waist deep water like even you don't even have to be strong to get out of a pool like at that yeah. point like that's just that just happens ha. i
0: was i was drunk for a week straight last week <laughs> and managed to flop out of the pool like a beached whale <laughs> Every fucking time I wanted to get another fucking, you know, margarita or another Bloody Mary, it didn't matter because you're weightless in water. Right. <laughs> it just it just uh, I, I don't know. Like,
1: it was all just so weird and so bizarre that the 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 modicum of story that we got made no sense. Like there there wasn't even enough here that. Once we got into just the slasher element, which was just survive the night, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, that that I cared or that it was believable because any any idea of story that they presented us with never made any sense. It wasn't a story. It was just a, a, a big garbage bag of things that were happening.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. It's okay to be light on story, particularly. It it depends on the kind of movie that you are. Right. The slasher, I think, it's okay to be light on story. You don't need to have this incredible narrative to uh to drive a slasher you really don't and i think the perfect example we just got off of a month of slashers is slumber party massacre right slumber party massacre is an awful lot of fun and the story makes just enough sense like there's only enough story to make it work and the rest is like hey here's some really cool kills and uh and here's some jokes that's great that's fine you know um and and we didn't give it an awfully high rating but we gave it we had a good time this story, the way I put it to my wife who asked, uh, so how was it when it was done? Uh, I said, every character could have replaced their lines of dialogue with the words, goo, goo, gaga, and it would have made exactly the same amount of sense <laughs> because nothing that anyone said in this story mattered. Right. Why are you doing this? What's going on? What's happening? I mean, they have the most like imbecile people in the fucking world. And the only way that happens is by design. You wrote characters who don't know how to think. In fact, It's the opposite of thinking. It's like reverse thinking. It's like, what is the worst thing that I could possibly do? Again, we go back to the line from Scream. It's always some girl running upstairs instead of running out the front door. Right. right? It's this, but worse because she's not running upstairs. She's running into a pool. Yes. Right. And then she's not getting out of the pool and running around once he's in there because you think, okay, she's goaded him into the pool. Right. Right. Now he's big and fat and pig like and he's got this fucking hammer and he's got to like take longer than she does as a as a spry young woman to get out of the pool <laughs> right no she didn't do that she just like you said waded into the back of the pool which by the way the pool's not deep no why why is she not standing and running out of the right. pool you know um i i i can't i can't explain anything here man and they
1: they 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 try to give us uh, like this, you know, like and I mean, I know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the killers later, but they, they try to give us like a little bit of like mental instability as related to Winnie the Pooh or whatever. And it was mm-hmm. just and it just it just, uh, it, 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 it just kind of came out of nowhere and it came and went and then that was it. I just I don't know, man. Like I said, we've done plenty of movies that have not a, like you said, not a lot of story, mm-hmm. but at least what they give us makes some sense. And what we got here just didn't make any sense.
0: N- none at all. And then the, the idea that every character that was introduced somehow gets reintroduced. But I had to remind myself who these characters were, because once they finally escape the house and there's only three of them left alive.
1: Right. Um, yeah, they killed the, 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 the most memorable one was like the the, the second one to go.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah with, with with the car yeah you know um and, and i'm not gonna say it was a good death but it at least was something that i hadn't seen in a horror movie before right i had seen cars be used as weapons but not in that way and maybe it's because it's so obvious because i think horror movies try to be inventive right just particularly slashers um I hadn't seen that before. So, you know, at least kudos for that, but it wasn't done well. Right. Um, you know, but they w- when they leave, they end up somehow stumbling upon their like hideout in the hundred acre woods, which does not Here's the other thing. D- geographically, how does everything work here? Because yeah. um there's there's a, a a rule in comics that um um Oh my God, Uh, not Joe Simon, uh, the other Captain America guy. And I'm fucking, wow, the king, Um, Jack Kirby. What the fuck is going on with me today, right? Um, And Joe Simon was fucking uh, Superman. He wasn't uh, Captain America. Anyway, Jack Kirby once said that when he draws, the rule that he keeps in mind is one panel must lead into the next panel so that you understand how we got from here to here right right that's his rule and I think that's a great rule because I've never read a Jack Kirby comic and thought well how the fuck did Thor get from there to there Mm
1: -hmm. and what's what's
0: going on from here to here and that happened all the time in this movie right like there's one point where Winnie the Pooh in the middle of the hundred acre woods drops what he's doing looks to the side and leaves I'm like what did he hear I didn't fucking hear anything Right. Right? And they do kind of give you the suggestion that his hearing is rather good. But every other time you actually hear what it is that he's hearing. Right. And then he shows up in the back of of that girl's picture. Right. What the fuck? You know, and then she's having like a like like a weird like it's not a photo shoot because she's just being sexy by herself in her room. Right. Now, granted, I am not a sexy 19-year-old girl. Correct. I have never been a sexy 19-year-old girl. So I don't know what sexy 19-year-old girls do in the bedrooms of their Airbnbs. When right. It arrive. might it
1: might be commonplace to put on a full face of makeup to get in a hot tub by yourself. And I've just never lived that life. I right.
0: So I don't <laughs> know if it's normal to like booty dance to yourself, <laughs> to the loudest iPhone speakers I've ever heard. <laughs> But that was not normal to me. I thought I I that was the first moment that I rewound. And I was like, okay, well, she has to be like on OnlyFans or something, right? And she's right. streaming live. Because so I was like, okay, well, that's what would make sense to me. That's why she's getting all sexy. No. No, no, no. no. She was looking at herself in like a little uh like makeup mirror, and mm-hmm. then she's just sitting on the bed dancing. There's no one else in the room. Right. Didn't make any fucking sense. And then you see in your camera that fucking winnie the pooh is behind you and then your thought is fuck it no what (laughs) who who thinks this like that goes against like our sense of preservation right and at that moment is when the light outside starts to flicker dude read the fucking signs (laughs) no one is that illiterate that they can't read those signs right you know, so anyway, they get to the to the Hundred Acre Woods, which might be you know in their backyard. It might be you know a hundred miles away or kilometers, because I guess we're in England. They never guess really so, say. Right? I don't know because we have uh, you know Larry the Cable Guy fucking uh, r- running the, the 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 gas station,
1: the, the the gas station that has no gas and oh. just a couple of cars that have like over like underbrush like growing over them, so they've obviously just been sitting there for a while.
0: Well, what do you expect when there's no gas? The car's got, got nowhere to go, right? So um, so they, they, they get there, and then they find a character who is totally unrecognizable from the total of three seconds that she appeared earlier in the movie where we did not get her name, we did not get her husband's name, and then she's like, yeah, they took me, which we didn't see, and they killed my husband, which we didn't see. Right. And... Now this character is supposed to matter for approximately four minutes. Why? 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 Why why does that character who we have never seen except for that one little five second scene, right? Why does she get to take the gun, the desert eagle, which no Brit right. has ever shot ever, right? And get to have a showdown with Piglet. Right. It made absolutely no sense. I stopped the movie so I could look up and see who the fuck is this character because she was so beaten beyond recognition, I couldn't tell who she was. And even if she hadn't been, even if it had, she had looked exactly the way she looked when we saw her, I wouldn't have remembered her.
1: Yeah, it was that 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 whole thing, and it's like. Okay, and for some reason, they've decided she's the one that they're going to talk to or talk around. So she knows that they can speak, which is knowledge that we didn't have.
0: Well, we were told the opposite. The narrator, who is omniscient, tells us that they vowed never to speak again because they were eschewing their humanity. Right. So why are they speaking then?
1: Yeah, like especially it only seems to be the two of them. You know, like we're we're led to believe that that uh, owl and rabbit are still in the wind somewhere,
0: right? Right. Uh,
1: because there's still there's only the one grave. We do see the R I P E or grave with his tail pinned up on it. Nice little touch. Yeah. But we never like why even have all four of them in that opening scene if there is never again going to be a mention of rabbit or
0: owl? I think it's. Long game, and we're setting up a sequel. Yeah, I mean, it did end with has, you know Winnie
1: be. the Pooh will return or whatever, um, but it was just, ah, man, there was there was just so few things that made it like okay, so uh, random blonde from the gas station. You're right. She takes mm-hmm. the Desert Eagle. She fires one shot just out into the the woods, you know, <laughs> to get attention or whatever. Then all of a sudden the gun doesn't work anymore. And as my dad pointed out, yeah, yeah, revolvers don't tend to jam. So this woman seems to have just had one bullet loaded in her big gun.
0: (laughs) Um, well, you should only have to use one (laughs) if if we're, if we're being honest, you know, uh, America, but like, you know, that's, if you need more than one, you shouldn't own the thing, right? but she shouldn't own it at all logically because she's not American. She's British and she can't fucking get this gun. (laughs) It's just so.
1: I mean, you know, as we, as we keep moving forward here, we we're we're already kind of into it. Just we do get a handful of characters, um, in this movie, and you know, for for what sense they they do and don't make, I, I mean, what 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 did you think about the people that were presented
0: with here? Listen, I hated every fucking one of them. Yeah. All right. Fair. All of them. Uh, Christopher Robin seemed like a fucking punk. Yep. All right. Uh and I'm just going to put this out there. Um I'm not always on the up and up on what you can and cannot say anymore. All right. He's a fucking pussy. There we go. Okay. I don't know if you can say that anymore. If you can't, I'm sorry. Um and and we'll we'll find something else to say, but that's what he is. Okay? Yep. Because he's all gung ho about these guys which he left high and dry. Right? right? Now, if he didn't and he explained to them and they still turned. Then he's got to be a, a, a fucking man and be like, hey, I told you what the fuck was happening. Put that mallet down and come here and talk to me like a man. Right. But he didn't do that. No, yeah. he was. He was like, no, please, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm like, ah. no, what the fuck is that?
1: And then, right? and then puts it on them like, oh, the world wouldn't have understood. I had to leave you out here on your own. No one would understand.
0: Then why didn't you teach them and give them the tools so that they wouldn't turn into these rabid animals? I, listen, nothing about him made any fucking sense. I didn't care uh, 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 one, two, three, name a number of shits. I didn't give it. <laughs> for his who wife not wife whoever the fuck she was all right didn't care about her um that may have been the worst acting in the that whole movie i'm glad that we did not see them for long right and then once you get to the newer characters um i will say at least uh, at least they were nice to look at fair all right so you know um uh, this is something else that uh was it waterhouse uh Water, noose um Water is Water-
1: from Monsters Inc. What it? it is,
0: trying- yeah. <laughs> what, uh, Waterfield? Oh yeah, Waterfield. Yeah, yes, th- Waterfield. At, at, at least he got that. Yes, you know that you 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 gotta you gotta have your 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 hot girls, right? He had that, but these characters did not do anything for me. Not one of them. It didn't make any sense. Right. Nothing, nothing about these characters made any sense. And, 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 and it's because they were so one dimensional. They were, they were flatter than, um, I don't know, man, like this sheet of paper, they were flatter than this. All right. And that is pretty fucking flat and it's bent and it's right. still flat. Right. So like, I just, uh, I can't say anything positive about the characters here. The characters were not well-written. Uh, the acting was not, good no unfortunately um there um i can tell that there were attempts at doing something with the material i'm always going to give actors their credit i you know they're on fucking strike right now trying to get their their fucking dues so you know all fucking praise to to actors but this was just not good i can't i can't think of a single thing that i can say positive about no. any one of the actors
1: it, it, it made you know so we we start with with like you said christopher robin christopher robin and his maybe wife um <laughs> they're neither one of them you know makes any sense or does a great job then we get the chick who's not Lindsay lowen even though she looks right. remarkably like Lindsay lowen um and she, of course, you know, just follows all the tropes. It's like, oh, your car's right there and probably still running. Like, you could have just jumped back in that and taken off. But, mm-hmm. oh, there's an abandoned shack over there. I should just run to that. <laughs> um, we get that. We get the girl who is who, yes, yeah, sees him, sees Winnie the Pooh in the picture. And is like, ah, forget it. I'm in the hot tub. It's OK. We get that. We get the girl who can't figure out how to get out of the pool we we get you know the the girl who is so traumatized by her stalker that she has this desert eagle but allows just a stranger to take it from her with no struggle <laughs> uh, we've got you know at least I, I think i think the most depth we got out of a character was from the girl who kills piglet and like there was actually some emotion in her like wrecking piglet with that sledgehammer to get revenge for what he did to her girlfriend that was probably okay. that was probably the the the, the most emotion and acting and that made any sense that we got anywhere in this movie uh it, it was it was all just so bizarre and uh the 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 lesbian couple and the girl who had been haunted by the stalker, the three of them were just completely interchangeable. I was never a hundred percent sure which one I was actually looking at.
0: I only knew their names insofar as they were occasionally shouted at another character.
1: There there we go. See, that's more one of them than was Maria.
0: <laughs> one of them was No, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, one of ex- them was Maria.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And then, like I said, the one look—just straight up—it's—it's a—it's a summer slasher, right? So the, I mean, the the just the the teenage boy in me coming out—the one that I wanted to look at the most—didn't make it very long, you know. Right. <laughs> like I, she just right. like ah, oh, come on! Like if you're gonna do this to me, at least let the eye candy hang around a little bit, you know? It was right. I I just. You're right. There was there was nobody in this that I took any time to care about. I I'm pretty sure that the guy from the gas station at the beginning is one of the ones who shows up in the truck full of drunk guys. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he does
0: with three other guys we've never met before, but they behave like they, they know these girls.
1: Right. Exactly. Or, or like they seem to, yeah, just be hundred acre woods, bumpkins, but they're, they're the guys who are going to protect, you know, whoever from whatever is going on.
0: And they all dress like they've just come from a rodeo. in Houston. (laughs) Yes. Also, ridiculously eclectic group of guys like yeah, well, I mean, there was is rather eclectic in in its uh in its citizenry but you had I mean... you had crocodile dundee yeah. you had you had gas station guy you had the
1: chicano guy and then you had the guy that was like maybe middle eastern <laughs>
0: like <it> yeah was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in fact, the guy that to me seemed the most British was the guy who was like either Pakistani or Indian or what wh- right, what whatever, exactly. wh- whatever he was, he was some sort of you know, either like Near East or Middle East, and I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck uh was going on with any of them. Like how the hell did did that like uh what what's that Mexican gang M38 or M36? Yeah, yeah and how the fuck did he get there? <laughs> the one with you know? the baseball bat and the like yeah. the jailhouse tattoos. Yeah like I'm sorry. I mean may- maybe it's just that I'm not British enough <laughs> and I don't understand the complexities of British country yokels. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't. But I've seen a lot of Downton Abbey. <laughs> Right. and and i've seen a lot of the crown and fuck if you can stop me from watching bridgerton i've never seen anyone who looks like these fucking dudes on here at least not together
1: it was just like uh, like uh, when it came to the characters like you said I, there was just I just I didn't care. Like I didn't care about any of them. I wasn't invested in in seeing them survive because I cared about them. I wasn't invested in seeing them die because they were assholes. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are a lot of reasons to care about the death of a character in a slasher. And I just I just didn't care about why any of these characters were there or care that they died. Um, it's just, just none of it again, just none of it made any sense. It was so bizarre when you look at the story and you look at the characters here, I, I don't, I don't know this, this Reese Waterfield guy from Adam. I, I don't know this dude. If he were to walk in my front door right now, I'd have no idea. But after watching this movie, the feeling I get from looking at the story And the characters here is that he was under the impression that people were going to be so shocked and so impressed by the fact that he turned Winnie the Pooh into a horror movie that he just that that he just phoned in the rest. Like he was like, this is a million dollar idea. This is all that matters. And now we've just got to get it on the screen. I don't care how this is. This is this is what happens when all of those late drunken nights when you're like 19 20 in college with your friends are sitting around this is what happens when you actually find somebody to finance the the time that me and my friends had thought we came up with the best idea ever for Scream 4 when <laughs> when when the sequels were supposed to be done after 3 and yeah. we drunkenly stayed up all night and like story a a, a a Scream 4 movie and we're like this is this is it this is what this this is all that matters but you know we didn't have anybody to finance us so and didn't know anybody so then it died there but this guy apparently knew people and that was just It's just he he really thought that just the idea that he had the chutzpah to turn Winnie the Pooh into horror was going to
0: skyrocket this thing to the moon. And you know what? It kind of did because he made the movie for one hundred thousand dollars. Right. All right. Um, When you consider that this movie was done for one hundred thousand dollars, I believe it. Yeah. Um, also, it's because it's not good and, and the production value is quite low. But although five million dollars is not a lot of money when you're talking about movies and right. box office, when your input is a hundred thousand and your output is five million, this movie made a lot of money. Yeah, when you mo- think of it that way.
1: It's so he wasn't a- wrong. Right, it currently has like a three or a six on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a, but, it's a three, yeah. Yeah, but it has, it is made more money than I'll ever see in my life, you know. And so it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so, it's so weird sometimes. And and like us, like you said, I, you're, you're right. It, it did work, mm-hmm. you know. So I mean, I guess kudos to him for it. You know, he he, he I I'd like to imagine that he had to know. At a certain point in making it or even before it got made, when he just had a script that something like shiver was eventually going to look at it and, and just rip it apart. But hell, he we can rip it apart and he can sit on his four point nine million dollars or whatever and, and live that life. So good for him.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I can't necessarily say that I fault the guy because if I had a way. To turn a hundred thousand dollars into five million dollars, I would take it. Oh, oh yeah, okay. like if so yeah, if somebody were like, Hey, you the the
1: downside to you turning this hundred thousand into five million is two dorks on the internet are gonna shit on you for 90 minutes, be like, oh okay.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> I don't give a fuck who they are. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, my parents don't even listen to this. <laughs> I do this for me. You 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 think that Reese Waterfield cares what I have to say? Of course not. You right. Know? So I um I don't fault him for it, but because it is in the the, the web sphere, it is able to be talked about and it's just fucking terrible. Yeah. And 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 I think I don't know what's worse, the story or the characters. Like they are right there neck and neck they're both just atrocious yeah i'm with and, you and and uh, the only two characters that we didn't talk about and we did this specifically cuz we 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 do this every time we've got a slasher are pooh and piglet right are our, our slasher killers here so this is um at once a very familiar pooh and piglet um pooh does wear a red shirt that's about where the similarity ends he is yellow Right. Right. Um, And then we've got Piglet also does wear a pink shirt. That's about where the similarity ends. Right. Um, Did these killers work for you? Uh,
1: No. I mean, I will give them they (laughs) they 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 weren't scary. They they tried their best to kind of take these childhood icons and and make them kind of scary. But they were just they were they were boring. Yeah, they they just they were there. Like I said, any 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 chance that Piglet had of being intimidated was completely demolished by that pool scene Mm -hmm. where he can just kind of barely swing that sledgehammer, even though the water is only waist high Um, there. And knowing nothing about making a movie, there had to be another way to shoot those shots other than the underwater where we could see just how lightly he was kind of tapping the surface right. of the water with that sledgehammer. Um, you know, they, they can do a hell of a hog tie. They hog tied the shit out of that girl. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they had it together there. Um, don't do a gag. Well, the burlap came, she got that right, right out off. of her mouth. With yeah. No problem. Um, but they were just,
0: they, I, they were- I, w- I will say, was that maybe a suggestion of how good she is with her mouth? <laughs> there we go. Was there, there a go. bit of su- subtle storytelling there? Yeah, I don't I just... think so. I don't think so. I think it was lazy writing, but maybe. <laughs> and it was just—I don't know. You know, like, like why
1: did why did Poo rip that one girl's shirt off? I mean, it like, makes no sense. Like, I mean, I get from the perspective of you're making a slasher, and it's like, hey, everybody, here's your tits. But right. like, why would he do that? it didn't make any sense. Why did Winnie the Pooh have a whip made out of what my mom referred to as the most unconditioned hair of all time? (laughs) Like, like who, whose hair was that? And why did he have a whip made out of it? Right. We, we had not been led to at any point to believe that they torture these people. Also. No, they're eating. Yeah. Also, why the fuck with 10 minutes left in this movie, Was Winnie the Pooh suddenly some next next level supernatural being Mm -hmm. with the strength
0: of Luke Cage (laughs) and the ability to control bees telepathically? Okay, that's the one that for me was like, all right, you've never established how strong he is. So maybe you're showing me now in the laziest way possible. But the bee thing? He's Candyman now. What the fuck? Right. I don't. It's just there. Ah. Let me tell you the scene that most bugged me. All right, and you tell me if it bugged you because I know that it bugged me to a point that, like, I'm I'm nitpicking and I know I'm nitpicking and I know I'm being a fucking asshole because <sighs> it's bad. But is it as bad as I think it is? I don't. I don't. I, I mean, maybe I don't know, but. There's a scene where we have a profile shot close up of Winnie the Pooh eating honey mm-hmm. and all the fuck this guy's doing is fucking putting honey on his nose, on his snout. That's that's all he's doing. There's now one drop of honey getting into his mouth. And that, I think, goes back to an ill conceived idea, which is the idea that Winnie the Pooh and Piglet are killers. Right. right? Um, when all you have is Winnie the po- Disney characters gone bad and that's all you have right th- this this is the outcome, right? because you have characters that are vaguely reminiscent of their their Disney counterparts. different enough where Disney can not sue, right um, but these masks are just that they're masks. Yeah. There was never a point where I believed that was a bear. There was never Correct. a point where I believed that was a pig. I believed that they were dudes in masks. And to me, that was the biggest problem here is that no one ever once, not any of these characters, ever stopped and said, Why the fuck is this guy wearing a, a like a demented bear mask? Like they were all like, What is that thing? It's half ba- It's not half anything. It's a dude in a bear mask. Yeah. Like, they they even like it, human hands on the on the th- yes. like what the- nothing about these characters as killers made sense to me you know um the I, I think there's enough motivation here to turn them into um you know uh what was the term the people hating uh, misanthropic is it? I think we have misanthropic people uh, or misanthropic creatures. Sure, I can um, I can get on board with that because let's say that someone forced me to eat you, Daniel. Um, I okay. would probably hate that person for for putting <laughs> me through that, sure. right? Um, because uh, I'd be losing a friend, and also because like I don't want to eat you, you know.
1: Yeah, it's just, you're like, and even from a production standpoint, like, you know that these actors cannot articulate the mouths of these things because they are quite obviously rubber masks. Mm-hmm. The You make the simple choice of just have him pour it in the mouth hole. Mm-hmm. Like, why have him smear it all over the face as if that's just a fucking thing that a bear would do? Never. Like it, and you're right. Yeah, it's nitpicking, but also, you know, you know, you're working with a hundred thousand dollar budget. You know what your props are, mm-hmm. and there's there is a whole just just have him pour it. Then, if it kind of gets messy, it makes sense. Smearing it all over his face made no sense.
0: the The other issue that I had here is that, um and this is an issue that goes to the entire movie, but is I, I think um a particular problem when it comes to poo and piglet the the lighting and the cinematography in this movie are atrocious and yes. um i think it's rare that we ta- that we talk about the the technical aspect of movie making on the show i think we try to keep it Um, a little lighter than that. Occasionally we do. Like when we talk about an Ari Aster, we kind of have to. Right. You know, because like this is the draw of the movie, but it was so bad that on occasion, I could not tell whether it was Pooh or Piglet. And I don't think that that was intentional. There were occasions where the lighting was so poor and the handheld camera, the shaky cam thing was so bad that I actually couldn't tell what was going on. Right. Um, To me, that is one of the most egregious mistakes that a horror movie can make is when I can't see the horror. Yeah, I am not scared because I can't see the horror. We're not talking about something like uh, like an HP Lovecraft style, you know, Cthulhu thing where it's like some incomprehensible thing that just cannot be explained and so we see darkness that's not it we're talking about something that's so poorly lit and the camera is so poorly shot that i don't know what's going on
1: yeah they were i mean and i would i've got to assume that they were kind of going with like the the barroom lighting idea which is like mm-hmm. maybe if we're never showing them in real bright light people won't focus on the fact that these are obviously just rubber masks because like you said i mean his hands were also just obviously human hands mm-hmm. in like a yellow workman's glove right like i mean like and they they zoomed in on those though a couple times and it's like yeah that's just a leather glove like and,
0: and there were times where the glove was not on Yes, there okay,
1: I'm I'm so happy you said that because there were times when I was like, wait, was those that fingernails? Just, yeah, yeah was that just a normal dude's hand?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um whoever was on continuity for this one um was asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Um listen, these uh I don't want to call them memorable, but I will remember how bad <laughs> these killers were Um, and I um, I have to think that any person who calls themselves a filmmaker has some sort of integrity where um, they stand by the work and they're not just kind of cashing in checks Uh, because to me then you're not a filmmaker then you're um, you're just like a like a business magnate and I don't really think that that's who Reese Waterfield is from the little that I was able to read about him. um, Like he changed careers and wanted to make horror movies and started a, uh, a a, a horror movie production company and, you know, has financed a couple of movies and this is the first one that he shot. And so I, I think that this is really just like the freshman effort of someone who maybe isn't a good filmmaker. Someone who had the all the tools at his disposal and just dropped the ball again and again and again. And I don't want to discourage someone like that from making a sequel. It's going to happen. You know, he's already right. said there is a Winnie the Pooh 2. There's going to be a Bambi. There's going to be a a, a Peter, Pan, Peter Pan. You know, and he's directing the Peter Pan. He's only producing the, the Bambi one. But... I'm thinking like, if this is the quality we're going to get out of them, just don't fucking make it because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. uh,
1: It's, uh, you know, like I was kind of looking at the same thing and it's like, all right, well, he's at least he's not. And he, he didn't write the, the Peter Pan one from what I'm seeing, like he's going to direct it, but didn't write it. So he's just trying to, you know, I mean, and I guess credit where credit's due. He's trying to carve his niche and yeah. he's going to be the guy who turns these, these children's, uh, these children's stories into horror movies. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I'm going to go on record as saying, unless, unless there are some stellar reviews about those other two, like this isn't an 86 minutes I'm going to put myself through again. No. Um, so, you know, for, for, for all of the things that are bad, let's, let's get to one more spot where. Maybe there can be a, the tiniest bit of redemption for this movie mm-hmm. as we're want to do when we're doing slashers, we got to talk blood and booze. So was there enough creativity or kills or, or just breasts to make this one any good?
0: Um, I think you put it perfectly. Um, I think it was in late, laid, uh, laid to rest the last episode that we did where you mentioned that um, there isn't enough sex to make a bad movie good right there's no amount of sex you can interject into a movie to make it good there is a certain amount of blood that you can put in a movie a certain amount of gore that you can put in a horror movie to make it enjoyable and that is the case here where um no there's no amount of nudity no matter how uh, gratuitous, and I don't really think it is gratuitous here. I, you know, I, there's one booby shot, is there? Yeah, right, and and it, and it's a weird moment where it's it, like Winnie, Winnie the Pooh is, is ripping a woman's shirt off, and right. it's not even done in a sexual way, it's just like, you know, ah, your shirt comes off, okay, why? I, I don't know. Um, and like, the the viewer in me was like, okay, I get that. They're just showing like the, you know, the, the customary boob. Right. Um, you know, that, that we need to get in a slasher. So, so it's not like there was even a lot of that. It That one boob is not enough to save a movie. Um Correct. I mean, I mean, this could have been, um, I don't know, pick someone like Scarlett Johansson's boob and it would not have been enough to save the movie. Right. Um, Maybe Scarlett Johansson's boobs would have been enough to save the movie. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, but there also was not enough gore and blood. And here's the thing: is that there was suggestions of heavy violence in this movie, but it was just that it was suggestion. Because when you're working with a hundred thousand dollars, you really can't do much. Um, right. I mean, there's there's movies where like one effect might cost a hundred thousand dollars one shot might cost a hundred thousand dollars you know and these are big budget movies you know um like those mission impossible movies um you know that that motorcycle jump i don't know how much that cost but it was it was insane because they did it like seven times you know so like that one shot cost them an insane amount of money this whole movie cost them one hundred thousand dollars. So for that, I applaud you for making any movie for hundred thousand dollars these days. But the violence was no good. The only kill that I would say was above board was the the running over the head with the car. Right. Um, it was nice. I didn't expect to see her eye out of the socket. We don't see it pop out, right? There's not enough budget for that, but we do see the eye out of the socket. All the blood is CG.
1: Yes, yeah, it was, the 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 excitement that I had for seeing the eyeball out was immediately ruined by what was obviously CG blood uh, as as the the tire crushed her head.
0: Yeah, in fact, I can think of one moment where I think like um actual um like stage blood was used and it's when winnie the pooh is grinding up again i don't understand why he grinds these people up because it seems like what he eats is honey and not their um like their like fluid stuff like ground up you know human chuck uh so i I don't understand why they appear to be starving even though number one they're like you know fat as fuck right? right um but but it is it is honey that he eats all the time you know he really just uses the blood to soak his victims in maybe sometimes i don't know it didn't make sense he to also me. only
1: field dresses them from like eyes down right. like like there's 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 eyes and a scalp left for all of them yeah. they look like that episode of futurama where like their <laughs> bodies were destroyed except for their heads and they're trying yeah. to bring them back
0: um, yeah, it's really, it, I don't know. It's bizarre, man. Like nothing, nothing about the violence worked for me. Um, nothing about the sexuality. Like it, it was, it was weird. Like the one character that was like hypersexual. Um, it was weird because all of it was like with no context. Right. It was just, um, she wasn't, like, she
1: wasn't, she wasn't FaceTiming with her boyfriend or no. something.
0: She was just taking pictures. And like, for like who, you
1: said, they could have very easily. Yeah. She could have been an only fans model. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you, change it to like just fans or something and then you don't have to pay any royalties, right. but it, you know, mm-hmm. that one line, it would have made sense as to why she was doing what she was doing.
0: Right. You know, and, and, and maybe that's what he had, uh, what Waterfield had in mind when he wrote that, but I truly can't, there, there is no indication that anything was on his mind when he wrote anything in this movie. Right. Because it's, it's also asinine. It, it, it really is
1: yeah it was just like so much of that was so bizarre like
0: the very when we
1: get that very first like kill that we see the girl who gets put into the wood chipper that moment that he dings her head like off of that like the the shoot to the wood chipper like there mm-hmm. there i did either i had a gasp like i felt that one yeah and then and he just pummels her head into this thing and i was like okay so they're they're going hyper violence right like that's how we're gonna sell this you couldn't see any of it but you couldn't see any of it then they immediately destroy how effective the violence in that scene was by giving us the really cartoonish like her legs kicking as she goes down into the wood chipper and um and then it's like okay well yeah he turned her to soup but like this other part that's going on at the same time is comical right and and then and then they kind of did the same thing. They're like, here's a really cool scene of this girl's head getting run over, and it's like, yeah, never seen anything like that, right? But then we get the really cartoonish scene of just the the stew that is her her head left on the driveway, and we get those little blood spurts, yeah, like shooting up from the middle of them. And it's like every time they do something kind of cool, they they they, they kill they, it, they piss it away, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, the, the one bit of violence that I felt was effective was that girl taking out her frustrations on Piglet. I, I do feel like in that moment there was some validity to the violence, and that was the only time in the movie when what was going on made sense. Like, like you said, we get this woman whose face is beat beyond recognition, but why – why are we suddenly led to believe that they're torturing these people and and just, and chaining them up and just pummeling them? Mm -hmm. Like like we, we were never led to believe that they just get joy out of this, which is obviously what they were doing to this woman. And it just, I like, yeah, no, none of it, none of it made any sense. You know, we, we finally get, you know, and then you get the, you get the, the the Pooh Bear hulking out scene and he takes out this whole group of guys and it was just like it was boring. That was
0: that was cool when Michael did it in Halloween Kills, right? It was a great moment when that happened, and I know that that's what he was trying to replicate there, and it just didn't work. And to the the point of the piglet scene, I'm still going to go ahead and say that that scene didn't didn't work for me because. Although there seemed to be some genuine or at least approaching genuine emotion there with with that actress. Um, to me, it didn't make any sense because she hit him with a mallet that one time with the sledgehammer. Right. You know, the uh, The one time. And that apparently is enough to knock him out long enough for her to drag his body chain him up and then wake him up. But then she hits him with that same sledgehammer with the same amount of intensity four times before he actually gives in. I, I, I don't, I I don't buy it, you know, because you would think that he would be um, you know, he would have less stamina now that he's already been hit once on the head. And she hits him three times before he's like, you know, I got to take a breather here. You know, so I to to me that that scene didn't make any sense either. In fact, I was confused when I saw him tied up. I was like, wait, how the fuck did we get here? I thought she just hit him. And I played it back and like, no, that's all that happened. She just hits him. Um, And up until that moment, both he and uh, Winnie the Pooh had shown um like more than human strength but not necessarily some sort of resilience to the point that we see in him in that scene and that we see in Pooh in the scene that follows that um so to to me it, it it didn't work everything worked because the writer made it so you know there's there's this um this all-powerful being with uh, with a typewriter. Yeah,
1: it's very, uh, very Deus Ex.
0: Very Deus Ex. It reminds me of one of my absolute favorite Looney Tune cartoons. Uh, it's a Daffy Duck called uh, A Muck Duck, and in it, he starts making a, a a cartoon, and the background changes. He says, "Okay, I guess we're doing a you know a, a different movie now," and then he kind of gets into that and then background changes again and then he changes and now he's a cowboy and then he's he's some sort of like weird like flower creature and all this stuff keeps happening and he's just going bonkers like what the fuck kind of movie are we making here right and Mm -hmm. things are just happening because the artist deems it so and then it ends up being Bugs Bunny who's fucking with him (laughs) and it's a great ending but it's a it's a that cartoon I think does what Reese Waterfield was trying to do here, which is um, just make shit happen. Right. right? But there was a purpose in a muck duck and I don't see the purpose here, you know, and I'm going to say that I don't see the purpose not that there is no purpose because um, I think I'm a smart guy, but I'm not the smartest man in the world and I'm probably not even the smartest man in the room. So, so I'm going to go ahead and say that maybe I'm just not smart enough to get it. I don't think that's the case, but <laughs> maybe,
1: but maybe, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it was, you're right. There just, there, there wasn't, there wasn't effective violence. There wasn't, there, there wasn't, you know, sexy nudity. No. You know, like, like you said, you, you get this one unexplained thing of this, uh, of, of the attractive girl in her bikini and, and stuff like that in the hot tub, but I didn't care that much about her. So mm-hmm. it, it just, Again, this is another area where you could have done something to to try to make this movie something people want to remember for good reasons and they just failed to do it here too.
0: Yeah, and um and this is normally the place where where those points are made up. Right. You know, when when someone watches a movie and they're like, "Oh, that was fucking stupid, but at least the violence was brutal." Right? right? There's that to look forward to, you know, and if and and if for whatever reason, you know, um, like I, I, we mentioned Candyman, like with the, the the new Candyman, I felt missed the mark in a lot of different places. But the story was a good one. Right. You know, like that's that's kind of like there needs to be a balance. You know, it's very rare that you find a movie that is just, you know to to take it back to british literature like mary poppins you know practically perfect in every way <laughs> it's, it's it's damn near impossible to find like a hereditary right or it's like this is not just perfect this is beyond perfect and that doesn't even make any fucking sense right this is like wow you know anyway that leaves us our rating yeah um and i have not considered a a metric for for this yet um, do you have anything? Cause I'm sure we can come up with some. Right.
1: Look, I've, I've thought of telepathic bee swarms. <laughs> um, you know, I, that was, that was the one just because that moment just came so out of left field that that was the one that was, that was one of the few times where, or not one of the few times, that was the time when I think I was the most confused <laughs> in a movie in a movie that made so little sense. That was the moment where I was like, wait, what? Like, so telepathic bee swarms, um I'm down know, for that, yeah, let's go telepathic bee swarms,
0: all so, right, so well, out of a possible five, how many telepathic bee swarms do you give us,
1: man, like you said at the top, and like we've said multiple times when we make this show, I'm not one of those guys who is all about releasing some great hot take on the internet, um. And or just, you know, or just, just ripping something down because, you know, that's what I can do. You know, it's, it's easier to destroy than to, to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I always, I'm never, ever trying to be that guy. But man, I just, I don't know that there's anything. Redeemable about this movie mm-hmm. Like I'm not even going to recommend That people watch this because It's like funny bad Right I'm I'm not going To be like oh you gotta see how stupid This is no like I'll just tell you How stupid it is and then if you want to put
0: Yourself through that 86 <laughs> minutes you can Also like I've got A hammer I can lend you you can just right. go to Town on your balls for an and hour so, and 25 Minutes and come out Feeling exactly the same I like I don't I don't,
1: I don't want to do this. I really don't. But this is, I, th- I think, I think this is a one. I think this is a one telepathic beast swarm. There's just, there's nothing redeeming here. It, it's, I can't find a single thing to kind of to to just check and be like, okay, yeah, they got me with that. Uh, weak characters, weak storytelling. Um. You know, uh, 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 even I can't even just chalk some. Like I get that the I'm not even docking it for the fact that they were just rubber masks. I am docking it for the fact that they then didn't appropriately use the rubber masks. Right. They could have avoided doing things that would have reminded me that it was a rubber mask, and they didn't even do that. So I, I got to go one telepathic beast swarm, man.
0: Um. So here's the thing. Zero is a number. Um, but I don't know if I want to set a precedent that we will give zero out of <laughs> out of anything. Right. Um, because here's the thing. Someone made an attempt. And me as a teacher, if you make an attempt, I never give you a zero. Right. Right. Um, so that's the first reason that I'm not going to give a zero. Out of uh, out of five uh, telepathic beastworms, the second reason is logic because that that's that's an emotional reason. Logically, there was one telepathic beastworm in the (laughs) movie, and I feel like to say this movie gets zero telepathic beastworms is to ignore the idiocy of the one telepathic beastworm we saw in the movie. So, for the effort which was a swing and a miss. And for the one telepathic beast worm we actually saw in the movie, I'm going to give it one. Yeah.
1: I mean, um, and and, and around so, it. so
0: it's a one. Yeah.
1: yeah. So there you have it folks uh, here at shiver, the first unanimous one
0: Yeah.
1: Um, for Winnie the Pooh, blood and honey. It's, it's not good. And if you, if you've been listening, if you've been watching a long time, you know, that Dave and I's metric for, for watchable and good aren't always the same thing. Right. But this movie is neither watchable nor good. It was <laughs> it was just rough. So um Do so not recommend. Do not re- Yeah, no, not at all. Um, just just listen here. Uh this was this was a far better 80 minutes of your time, I guarantee. So if you have, we've had a couple people who have stuck with us the whole time. We appreciate y'all so much. If you think we're wrong. If you think that we are wrong and you loved something about this movie, let us know. You can edit over over shiverpod.com. You will get links to all of our social media. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Mm -hmm. and Instagram. Instagram is where we are... Um, where we are the most active. Uh, It's been summer break. I've been trying to get back into working out. The Instagram has been faltering, but I'm working on bringing it back to a daily basis now. So we're going to get back there.
0: Had some good stuff lately.
1: I appreciate it. Um, And as you can see, um, thanks to my mom. Fantastic Fan Fest is back in effect. We do have... One guest lined up for next week uh, so um, we have got uh, our friend Greg who just kind of found us out there and has been real active on our Instagram. He wants to come on so we are working on bringing on a movie with him uh, so we have got some ideas but we don't have all of we, we'd like to do you know three or four. Yeah. And just kind of keep them out there, get to meet some new people. So make sure you you can email us at shiverpod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram. That's how you're going to get a hold of us the best. Please let us know. the The theme has been, with the exception of this one, the movie that got you into horror. That worked out real well for us last summer. Reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to have you on. Uh, and we do have an announcement with, it is official. We have booked plane tickets. We have booked a hotel. Mm -hmm. If you were in the Orlando or the Florida area, Dave and I are going to be at Spooky Empire in October. um, Yes, we are. At the Orlando Hyatt Regency, I believe. Yes. Is where it's being held. So, if you love the show and you're going to be at Spooky Empire, make sure you let us know. We'd love to meet up and have a beer
0: with you. Absolutely. And make sure that uh, if you are interested, you reach out to Spooky Empire and say, hey, why don't you give these two morons a panel so that we can uh, we can argue and we can uh, we can discuss with them why their take on, uh, I don't know, something like Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey <laughs> is uh, absolutely correct. Also, so if, like- if, if, if your name is Mrs. Waterfield and you're <laughs> very upset about what we had to say about your son's work today, um, <laughs> I am more than happy. debate with you?
1: yes we absolutely will um and it's it's the 25th anniversary i believe of spooky empire it's 20th Mm or 25th or 30th it's a big one and they have got some banging names up there so if you're in the florida area florida area and you don't know about spooky empire go check them out because they have announced that greg nicotero is going to be there Mm -hmm. tom savini oh yeah um rose mcgowan's going to be there v neal is going to be there robert
0: england Yeah. Robert
1: England. Yes. Kane Hodder. Just the very beginnings of the guest list are already amazing. So make sure you check out spooky empire and we will be there in October.
0: Absolutely. So on behalf of all of us here at Shiver, fright you very much.